Hello and welcome to the Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Today we're talking about Liu Yuxi. A little while back on New Year's Eve, I happened to hang out with a couple of friends who are PhD students at UC Berkeley. Being graduate students, they didn't have much money to spare, and one of them began to tell us about his rather less than luxurious living situation, an apartment he shares with several individuals he doesn't particularly care for. Considering his living situation, naturally brought to my mind a piece of writing that we had to memorize in Taiwanese schools in. I think the seventh grade. Yes, you are in today for another bit of poetry recitation. We all love those, right? This piece is called "Lo Shi Ming," which I have decided can best be translated as "My Shitty Apartment," and it dates to between eight twenty four and eight twenty six A.D. The prose poem. Goes like this: 山不在高，有仙则名；水不在深，有龙则灵。斯是陋室，惟吾德馨。苔痕上阶绿，草色入帘青。谈笑有鸿儒，往来无白丁。可以调素琴，乐金经。无丝竹之乱耳，无暗牍之劳形。南阳诸葛庐。西蜀紫云亭，孔子云：“何陋之有？” which I may translate as follows: It doesn't matter whether a mountain is high; if an immortal lives on top of it, then it is famous. It doesn't matter whether a water is deep; if a dragon swims in it, then it is magical. So it is with this shitty apartment of mine. If I live in it, then it's not shitty. The moss grows green on the steps leading up to my door, so the green of the grass outside reflects in my windows. Here I talk and laugh with only great scholars, and never uneducated fools. Here I can play my zither when I like, and read the Buddhist sutras in peace, unbothered by any raucous music. Coming from the streets, and never having to pour over boring government papers. Consider the thatched hut of Zhuge Liang in Nanyang. Consider the pavilion of Yang Ziyun in Sichuan. As Confucius said, "What's so shitty about it?" What I love about this prose poem, and what my friends also appreciated about it at the time. Is its sense of individuality and humanism. The Western imagination particularly likes to picture Asian culture and Asian people as an undifferentiated or conformist mass, where everyone falls in line and does what they're told, where the individual supposedly doesn't matter, but only the collective does. Well, literature like this gives lie. To that stereotype. No, the poem tells us, it is I, the human individual, 
that gives meaning and value to the world around me. If I live in this apartment, then it's awesome. The notion strikes me as almost existentialist, echoing the philosophy of guys like Jean-Paul Sartre and Albert Camus. So today I thought I'd tell you about the author of this poem. Liu Yuxi was born in 772 AD into the Tang Dynasty of the post-Anshi Rebellion period. As you may recall from our earlier episodes, the Anshi Rebellion of the 750s and 760s drastically diminished the strength of the Tang Dynasty, so that afterward the empire was largely on the back foot. Historical records give us conflicting information on his family background. In his autobiography, Liu Yuxi claimed descent from Prince Jing of Zhongshan, son of Emperor Jingdi of the Han Dynasty. Interestingly, this was the same prince from whom Liu Bei claimed descent in the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Later scholars determined that Liu Yuxi was actually descended from the Xiongnu. You remember the Xiongnu people, I'm sure, the people often identified with the Huns who invaded Europe, the people who fought a long duel against Han Dynasty China for centuries. A branch of the Xiongnu migrated into China and sinicized, some of them adopting the imperial surname of the Han Dynasty, Liu. On the question of Liu Yuxi's ancestry, two thoughts occur to me. One is that the practice of pretending to be descended from a Han Dynasty emperor actually stretches a lot farther than most people realize. Far from China, the aristocratic Mamikonian clan that began to dominate Armenian politics starting in the 4th century claimed descent from the Han emperors, according to the 5th century Armenian historian Paphstos Buzand, or Faustus of Byzantium. For this reason, the Mamikonians claimed to be socially inferior to no one. My second thought is, when you consider how much time had elapsed between the early Han Dynasty and the mid to late Tang Dynasty, about a thousand years, and when you consider the concept of genetic isopoint, or the identical ancestor point, actually a very large proportion of the Chinese population, by Liu Yuxi's time, could have traced some ancestry to the Han Dynasty's ruling family. So, to my mind, Liu Yuxi could easily have been both, descended from the Xiongnu and from Han emperors. In any event, in 793 AD, so when Liu Yuxi was around 21, he achieved the Jingshi degree in the Imperial Civil Service Examination, and he then joined the Imperial Government. During this period in his life, in his 20s and early 30s, 
Liu Yuxi displayed tremendous political ambition. He wanted to do something. In the capital, he belonged to a group of political reformers. In 805 AD, when Emperor Dezong of the Tang died, Emperor Shunzong came to the throne, and Emperor Shunzong empowered the reform camp to push through a series of new policies. Liu Yuxi became one of the leading figures on the political scene. But, remarkably, Emperor Shunzong actually had already suffered a stroke even before he took the throne. Within months of being made emperor, his condition grew worse, and he could no longer speak. A group of provincial governors and eunuchs in the palace joined hands to force Emperor Shunzong to abdicate in favor of his son, who became Emperor Xianzong. With that, the reform program failed, and the leader of the reformers was even killed. Liu Yuxi was demoted to a provincial post. From a literary perspective, though, Liu Yuxi's political disappointment was good news. Being sent to the provinces meant he saw more of the cultural variations across the country, and the experience gave him inspirations to write numerous major poems. One of the poems, though, cost him. Further political disappointment. In 815, he was about to be recalled to the capital, when the powers that be read one poem he wrote in which he satirized contemporary politics. They decided not to recall him after all, and Liu Yuxi continued to bounce around provincial positions as a disappointed Mandarin. Throughout these years in the wilderness, Liu Yuxi began to turn to Buddhism for spiritual solace, and you can see very clearly through his writings that his attitude toward power, and perhaps his own youthful pursuit of it, became angry, ironic, and dismissive. In 828 A.D., during the reign of Emperor Wenzong. Liu Yuxi finally returned to a position within the capital, but then, just three years later, in 831, he got sent to the provinces again. He returned to the capital again in 836 after his health began to decline, and he was able to plead illness. In fact, aside from holding various nominal positions, he then spent his final years writing poetry. While suffering from poor health, finally he died in eight forty-two, aged seventy. So you can see how a career of disappointment endowed Liu Yuxi with the sort of outlook that would lead to a work like *My Shitty Apartment*. You can see how he would feel the need, the impulse, for that kind of individuality, that. Self-worth generated through his own personality. As for his sense of the ultimate 
pointlessness of political power and social status in this life, I'd like to leave you with another poem of his. This one was, not too long after our New Year's party, brought to my attention by, of all things, the Donnie Yen action film Kung Fu Jungle, in which one character recites this poem. Liu Yixi wrote it in 826 AD, upon visiting the erstwhile capital of the Qing dynasty in today's city of Nanjing. The former splendors of the old capital were all gone by then, of course, and the great mansions of the once powerful families lay in ruins. And so Liu Yixi wrote the following. By Red Sparrow Bridge, wild flowers bloom. At the corner of Black Robe Lane shine rays of the setting sun. The swallows beneath the awnings of the old Wang and Xie mansions now fly into the homes of ordinary commoners. This has been MODG. Thank you for listening.